It's getting better and better. What am I talking about? Well, a lot of things you could insert in there, but I'm speaking specifically about your life. Anybody agree with that? I didn't say anybody see that. I said anybody agree with that. It's a decision we make, right? It's getting better and better. It's increasing. Amen. Anybody going under? Anybody, anybody purpose in your heart tonight to just go under? What is God saying to you specifically? We know he's talking to us in general, but what is he saying to you specifically about what you're supposed to do and about some things he wants to deal with you about? Amen. And then when you recognize that, acknowledge it. One of the best ways is to say, thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, I believe you're talking to me. Just, I mean, you don't have to do that publicly. You do that between you and the Lord. You acknowledge what he says to you, isn't it? We've talked about that before. It's kind of pollute, just uh, kind of pollute. Um, impolite and rude, that's where that came from. <laughs> my mind is ahead of my mouth there. It's very pollute to uh, impolite and rude. When someone talks to you, just to ignore them, right? Just kind of stare back or act like they didn't really say anything. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Wow, this is just good. I could just build a tent here. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> oh, the Lord is good. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let's look in our Bibles for a few minutes uh, to the book of Philemon. Verse 22. Just one chapter there. Everybody find Philemon? Philemon, verse 22. But meanwhile... Also prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be granted to you. Well, that's some kind of text, isn't it? <laughs> but meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me. <laughs> Let's come back to that in a second. You know, one of the things that uh, I think is valuable for us to learn and understand from the Word of God is the characteristics of faith. Because how many know faith is not something you can see per se? You, it's like almost like wind. You know, you don't see wind, but you see the trees moving. You see things blowing across the ground. You see the clouds flying through the air. You don't actually see the wind. Faith is that way as well. Uh, you can't see faith. I can't see if you have faith except for I can see what faith does to you, right? I, I can see um, the person who has and lives by faith, someone who believes the Word of God, it will affect certain aspects of how they live. For, for, for example, uh, a faith person is a positive person. You won't find a faith person being a negative person where they're always talking about what's wrong, right? I mean, no, that's contradictory. Uh, you know, a, a person who lives by faith is a joyful person, right? You, you, you can't be sad if you believe 
God's promise of things getting better. You can see how that's a contradiction. Okay? So every day that I'm sad, those are days I'm in the flesh. <laughs> Not walking by faith. And so there's, a, there's quite a few different things that we could look at. You can look at a, um, a person's um, level of, of peace in life as well. A worrier is, is, is a contradiction to the faith life. Right? But when a person really is walking by faith, they are acting in accordance with their belief in the Word of God. It will affect a number of things that they do in their life. Everybody with me? See, and if I recognize those things, if I recognize what is faith and what is not faith, then I can at least be real. I can be honest and say, you know what? Lord, forgive me. I haven't been believing you in this area. I've been believing my circumstance. I've been believing only what I see and feel. And, and that's helpful to the degree that we can say, Lord, but I'm changing. I'm going to keep my eye on you. My mind has been filled with, cluttered with, occupied with all the natural things that are screaming at me. You're not going to make it. You can't do it. You're going under. But Lord, I repent for giving it thought time. I turn from, from giving that place in my life. And now I'm going to re, re-engage I'm going to refocus and get back on the word. Amen. Now, look what look what Paul said. This is interesting. This this shows us. This is another one of those. This is kind of the one I want to share with share on for a few moments here. Uh, an indication that a person is in faith. How do they act? Notice he said again, also prepare a guest room for me. For I trust prepare a guest room for me for I trust some translations use the word hope there which means expect alright I expect and trust that through your prayers I shall be granted to you in other words he's in prison and he's, he's saying you guys are praying and I believe that through your prayers I'm getting out of here so what, what, would, he tell him, what would you tell someone to do he said I believe I'm coming to see you so I want you to what uh, prepare I want you to prepare a room for me to stay in well Paul what if they prepare and you don't get out what if they go through all the trouble and they get your bed ready and they get it all fixed up and ready for you to come stay there and you don't get out of jail that's not the way faith talks when a person believes something they believe I'm not just talking about what they see now or what's past they believe something they can't see. They believe something good is going to happen to them. That an opportunity is going to present itself. Uh, then what will they do? If they truly believe that, they will make preparations for it. They want to be ready when that good thing happens to them. To him. In this case, he couldn't prepare his own room. So he said, you guys go ahead and get that ready. He put it in the Bible. I mean, that's, I realized the Bible wasn't compiled. <laughs> but you know, it was in, in, in the inspired scripture that Paul told them, get ready. Get ready because I believe that I'm coming out. I believe things are about to change in my life. And so go ahead and get it ready. What are you getting ready for? What are you preparing for? Look over at uh, John 14. 
John 14. So what is this characteristic we're referring to here? Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Faith makes preparation for the fulfillment of the promise. If I don't believe anything's going to happen, I'm just going to sit back and wait and see. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, you never know. We'll see. But the faith person, the person who lives by faith, they make preparations for things when it doesn't make sense to do so yet. Amen. In John 14, we read about Jesus. He said in verse 2, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. You see that the Lord is a preparer. He makes preparations. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And so the Lord makes preparations. He's stating what he's going to do. Someone said, well, is that, is that really faith? I mean, because that's Jesus. Yes, that's faith. Just because he's that's the way Jesus operated. This is before the cross. This is before. He's not operating in omniscience here. He's not just operating in all knowledge. He's operating as a man anointed by the Spirit. And he's saying, listen, I'm, go I'm about to go and prepare a place for you. He's, this is the way Jesus operated. He continually pointed to what would be and stated as, as if it were a matter of fact. And that's the way we ought to operate. What are you planning for? What's, what are you preparing for? What's, what's coming up in your life? See, a lot of people, it, the way they live, the way they act, it's, it's almost like nothing's coming. Nothing good is coming. Nothing outside of, you know, what could naturally be expected. They don't make, don't make any preparations for God to be on the scene. No preparations for there to be a manifestation of His divine provision and power and presence in their life. They're just kind of going along like everybody else. Take it one day at a time. Look at uh, Jeremiah. Eleven. Twenty-nine, I mean. You know where I'm going, some of you. You can see the, the character and nature of God in this regard. It's that highlighted one you got there. Verse 11, 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Now I need a, I need a, uh, an NIV Bible NIV nearly inspired version no just kidding <laughs> new international version for I know the plans think about that word now plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future think about that word for a moment the Lord has plans now it's not uncommon for us to say God has a plan you know God has a plan for your life that's true think about plans though that's not just a promise that you know God's going to work it out for you 
a plan is something that you do ahead of time right you don't plan after the fact you plan in advance with an expectation of what's going to happen you think about blueprints you think about building you've got to take care of that why do you make a blueprint a building plan it's because you're going to have that or you're going to build it but but you think about plans again I, I think I wonder if sometimes we just imagine that yeah God's got something for me to do out there and we think it's just so generic and so uh, non-specific but I, th I think the Lord has, has thought things through a little bit more for your life and my life. He has plans for us. Could, could there be, or could we at least imagine it this way? There's a blueprint that's been designed for your life. You ever seen those, Neil, those, con you, of course you have, construction documents and how you're gonna build a building or something? They're oftentimes like very, very thick. There is plans, detail. I mean, that's just in our society. For everything you can imagine, for at least for the non-building uh, type of person, you think, I could do this on one paper, you know? Wall here, wall here, you know? But there's so much detail of everything that goes in there. And, and, and what about our lives? You think God has planned things out with detail? Yeah. I think He's, you know, of course He's God and you know he's lightning fast but he thought about your life he thought about my life and there's a there's a detailed set of plans his plans to prosper me his plans plans to prosper you are good plans they are doable they're not just pie in the sky they're doable by his power where he can work things out and he'll run a wire here and run a conduit here and, and, and put something over and everything's worked out everything is preordained and designed so that our lives could be something special so our lives could have purpose ultimately so that our lives would be successful so he could prosper us he worked it out you know, sometimes, you know, with our building plans and our church, it's like, how do we get this to happen and still have this happen? How do we fit this room and also have this room? And, and, and how do we make all these things work within these, uh, these walls? And, and God was able to work it out for you. How is God able to make a prosperous plan for your life even when he knew that other, there would be certain people in your life that would stand in the way? Well, he ran it around a different way then. How did he do it knowing that the economy would be up and down and there'd be so much fluctuation in the world, there'd be persecution against the church, there'd be, there'd be family members of yours that just kind of got in the way? How did he figure out when he knew that, you know, that one time in your life you were just going to totally be carnal and blow it, or 10 times, <laughs> or 100, you know what I mean? I, I mean, he saw it all, and he worked out a plan to where he could still have his will done to where he could still take you from where you are to where he wants you to be still had plans to prosper you I think sometimes we plan but we plan to fail we're making preparations in our lives to go under I mean it's sad if we were questioned we were interrogated on it we would say oh no I believe God 
you know, us word people, right? We quote a couple promises and get out of that conversation. <laughs> but too many times we're making plans for things not to work. We're making plans for things to fail. Backup plans. Well, we're going to do this and if that doesn't work, then we'll do this. That doesn't work. You know, we're, we're expecting the best, but preparing for the worst. Really? And we're going to call that faith. You're Christians saying that kind of stuff all the time. You know, it's that, it's that saving up for a rainy day mentality. Well, you got to save up for a rainy day. You do? What verse is that? someone said you saying we shouldn't save save no I'm not saying that I think saving can be a wise thing God might lead you to save I will just never attach rainy day to the end of my savings account because I'm not saving for failure I'm saving for success I'm not saving to go under I'm saving to prosper you know to be successful to have an overflow have an abundance savings a good thing We've got to watch some of, the, some of the mentality we get and ask ourselves, is, is this an action of faith I'm doing? Or is it just a sign that I'm really not believing what God said about me? I don't believe His plan is intricate enough and detailed enough to get around this situation and this circumstance that's presently happening in my life. I believe it is. I believe God's plans are good plans. <laughs> I believe that he has the best plans of anyone. He has better plans than I have for my life. He has better plans than any person could ever come up with and figure out in any, you know, any strategic person that's trying to make a life plan. God's got a better plan. Amen. And as that's revealed to me, I know it's a prosperous plan. I know that. But as that plan is revealed to me more and more, I'm good. And then I walk in that, and I, and I get in, in more specific faith concerning that. Amen. Let's, let's look over at uh, Hebrews. Oftentimes what the Lord wants to help us in, he, he wants to help us get out of the way. Some days, the best thing you can do is put your hand over your mouth. I don't mean like every day, but some days. Why? Because you know what's going to come out of it if you, let, if you open it. And it's not going to be words of faith. It's not going to be words of love and wisdom. It's going to be something that's contrary to where you want to go. And on those days, zip it. And when you get your heart right again, you know, or you can relax and get focused, then speak the word because listen emotions can be a very powerful thing even with the faith person even with the person who loves God committed to God you, you committed to his word emotions can be very powerful and there's sometimes you, if, they're, if they're high and they're strong and they're contrary to, way, to the way we're supposed to think and act and believe and live then that's time to just say okay realize listen it's not going to always be that way step back relax you know get away from it for a while and then come back in faith again but don't undo everything you've prayed, everything you've believed everything you've said and planned 
because of some emotional thing because someone stepped in and threw you a curveball and now I wasn't expecting that and where did this come from and so all of a sudden we're going to let all that stuff into our heart and mind and spit it, spit it out of our mouths no that's the time to be quiet you know or get to that place where you can just start saying I believe God I believe it shall be done even as it was told me I believe in his word and God's plan is to prosper me I believe the Lord's will is to, is to use me. And, and, and you, just, you just begin to speak the word of God over your own life and over your own self. Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 7. What does faith do? Help me now. What does it do? Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. For what? For failure? No. Faith, faith in, in, in God gets ready gets prepared for what God said what if we're not ready you ever not been ready for something I mean no you can ruin a lot of stuff in life by not being prepared oh yeah I mean if you're in business you could lose jobs and sales and things if someone comes to you and you're like uh you know they say we need we've got this big project got this big job we'd like you to uh, get on that right away and you're not ready you don't have the supplies you don't have the manpower you don't have the people on they'll go to somebody else if you're not ready in the kingdom of God does, any, does the Lord ever have to use somebody else because one person's not ready oh yeah we think no big deal I'm, I'm saved I know but not usable saved and usable are two different things <laughs> right Hold that thought. We'll come back to that one. Hebrews 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Now, most of us know the story of Noah. But how many know that was a tremendous act of faith? What did he do? This, this is powerful. By faith, Noah prepared. He moved with godly fear and prepared. God showed him. He told him what was coming. And he prepared for what was coming. What are you preparing for? What do you know? is coming up that's good amen and you think about Noah's situation uh, building an ark was not a small task given the fact I mean there's just a lot of a lot of things that were true about that that time that made that a challenge on the natural mind and on the flesh like for example it had never rained before I mean, it's not like, well, I've never seen a storm quite that big. No, never seen a storm. <laughs> and God says it's going to rain, and it's going to rain a long time, and there's going to be a flood. A flood? What's a flood? You didn't know what a flood was, right? I guess there were bodies of water, but where he was built, you know, he's not exactly building on the ocean. I don't know exactly, you know, the makeup of the earth was a little bit different back then. So a lot of 
scientists tell you how the plates have shifted and so forth as a result of the flood but uh, but he had to build this ark and you think about all the people he was in a very wicked world we think there's sin in the world today there was severe and wicked people severe sin back in his day so it wasn't like he was surrounded with love oh Noah what you doing you're building a boat nice I mean <laughs> it wasn't just this accepting atmosphere and he's like well God they said well God told you to build a boat you should just obey God no these people were wicked they were evil they were not following the Lord and they were not nice and plus he had to have been called a crackpot a number of times they had to have said I mean wouldn't you think naturally speaking he's crazy he's building a boat I mean not just a, a boat not a skiff or something I mean he's building something massive massive and it took him about a hundred years to finish say well I've been standing in faith for a week and I, I, I think I'm man I'm thinking about ready to throw in the towel <laughs> A hundred years he's building this thing I mean again you could really elaborate and just kind of kind of see what was taking place here he's getting mocked you know the devil's I'm sure bringing thoughts to him uh, but he got in the book because he prepared for what God said was coming what's God what does God say is coming for you well you might know some specific things but I know this he said uh, he's got a plan to prosper you. He's got a plan to make you succeed. Got a plan for you to be victorious, for you to be above, for you to be filled with all the fullness of his, of his plan and will. Amen. So if we don't have something specific, we've got a lot of general specifics, and they all point up for us. Even though we'll be persecuted, the Lord delivers us out of all the tribulations that come. So even with some of those things that we know are a part of this world, he's still got a positive note at the end. And so I should make plans in my life for things to go well. Plans financially for things to go well. Yeah. Plans for our ministry, for things to work. What happens with a lot of people? They start, especially with, our, with, a, with a down economy and a lot of tough times, people start making plans to scale back everything they're they're making preparation for failure they're making preparation to decrease instead of increase and the and and, and, and the person who walks by faith is not moved by what they see and we should all ask ourselves what are we plan what are we making preparations for what are we planning to do <laughs> oh the Lord is good he wants to help us. He wants to help us to ignore, to recognize what we're doing. And again, Noah had to had to finish his finish his ship. It took a while for his ship to come in. But he got in the book in the Heroes of Faith chapter because he moved with godly fear and prepared prepared an ark for the fulfillment of God's promise listen I, there are so many things that kind of fall in this area and I know it could ruffle some people's feathers but so many times when people are faced with a, a, a negative report 
a physical negative report. They start preparing to be disabled. They start preparing to live without. You know, if someone tells someone they're losing their sight, they start preparing to be blind. You know, learning, learning Braille and all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and you know, listen, condemnation? No. But we get what we prepare for. And again, we're not throwing rocks at anyone. A lot of people don't know. They don't, they don't know what to do. But some of us who do, what do, you, what, do we, what do we expect? What are we expecting to happen? And if you expect things to get bad, the Lord loves you. He hasn't left you. The family of God still loves you. We'll help you when things are really bad. Right? We don't shoot our wounded. <laughs> help and encourage. But I think a better way is when you get a negative report. When something bad comes down the, down the pipeline to you, you say, no, I'm not getting ready for that. I don't accept that. I don't believe that was in God's master plan for my life. I don't believe He designed from before I was even born that I would get to this point and this rotten devil would take me out. That this world would be able to overrun me and take me down. No, I believe God's got in His master plan a way of escape. He's got a way for me to overcome. And so I purpose in my heart to believe God. People are talking and calling me a crazy fool and crackpot for building a boat in the middle of the land. <laughs> but I believe God. And listen, rain day is coming. And the day came. I don't know, I don't know how you got all those animals in there, but... Uh, could you, love, could you open the door? Right? I mean, no, you know, he couldn't open the door. He didn't close the door. Look at uh, 2 Timothy. Again, faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Faith, faith makes preparation for the fulfillment of God's promise. Amen. Whenever something attacks you, whenever something hits you, the devil likes to paint a picture for you of a worst-case scenario and replay it in your mind again and again. You've got to get ready because what if this happens? Well, I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't accept that vision. I don't accept that picture. You've got to get ready in case it doesn't work. What do you mean in case it doesn't work? If I've got thus saith the Lord on, on this, there is zero chance that it's not going to work. See, this kind of sounds like risky business. It is to the flesh. The flesh will go, ah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Because we want to see it. We want to feel it. We want to be able to wrap our... The flesh doesn't like that. But this is where God lives. In the realm of the impossible. Which is not impossible with Him. It's called the life of faith. It's not easy on the flesh. It's a challenge to our flesh to live the life of faith. To believe God in impossible situations and circumstances. But it's in the master plan that we do that. It is. It's in His plan for us. It's detailed out that we would live by faith 
to get through this life. If I refuse to believe God over my circumstances, then I have departed God's plan. He's merciful. I, I think he'll let me back in. But I'm, when I'm just living by what I see and feel, I've let the circumstances of this world and the words of unbelievers dominate me. I, I'm not in God's plan at that point. It's a faith plan. Thank you, Lord. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, and you see that the latter is the iniquity and those who are not acting right uh, in the previous verses. He said, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Notice what kind of person is useful to the master it's the prepared person it's the prepared it's not the wing it person it's not the shoot from the hip person it's the prepared person are you a kind of person in life who is always last minute who is always walking in late showing up just in the nick of time to participate with something in your life or are you one who has a little more foresight and you go into whatever you do in life ready prepared that can determine whether you are useful in God's plan useful people take time continuously in life to prepare for what's next so when they show up they're ready they're ready to go the ready person is a confident person they're a bold person they're not intimidated by everything because they've prepared they're ready what are you ready for what are you ready for say I'm not ready Giddy up. Amen. What, again, we can ask the questions, what do we expect to happen? Do I expect things to get better? Do I expect things to increase? Do I expect my health to improve? Do I expect my kids to live, live right? Do, what, what, am I, what am I expecting? I realize there are some areas in life that are outside of your immediate control as far as your faith. Right? Everybody understand that? I mean, I can't necessarily make every person in my world do right. But what concerns me, I should make preparations for, for victory. I'm planning to succeed. I'm getting ready to prosper. Amen. Someone said, I'm believing for... Uh, I'm believing for a, a new house. Uh, okay, you ready for it? Anything you could, anything you need to, that you're gonna have to buy? So, well, I'll just get that afterwards. Well, that's not how faith acts. Faith acts and gets gets it ahead of time. 
You ever purchase something ahead of time or make preparation ahead of time when it made no sense to do it? You say, well, what do you need that for? Well, that's going to go in the guest room on the wall. Well, you don't even have the guest room yet. Why would you get that? Well, it's coming. I'm just taking care of a little few things while, while it's coming. Just getting it ready. Not that you getting the thing for the wall in the guest room makes it happen. You just do that because you expect it to happen. The expectant person is just making good use of their time. Amen. A lot of different areas we can go here. Uh, because people in all, all different situations, circumstances. One thing that's kind of true with all of us is we should be preparing for the, for the work of God in our lives. No matter what you do in life, God wants to use you to work to do something. And the preparation is getting the proper materials on site. Right? You're building the house. You don't want every time, I need another nail. Let's run, let's run down to the hardware store and get another nail. I'm going to need another one. Let's go down there and get another one. Huh? No, uh, the wise person prepares and gets everything they need for that day's work at least and gets it there and then you can pop 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 put it together and when it comes to our spiritual lives and what God wants to do in us and uh, our relationship with him the more we can more materials we can get on site the more God can draw and say I'm going to use this I'm going to use this now you're ready to do this but if we're waiting until the last second oh Lord you want to use me <laughs> I mean no more important than praying when disaster strikes when a challenge comes when a temptation comes a trial enters your life it, more important than praying when that happens is having a lifestyle of prayer beforehand that person is ready oftentimes people are so reactionary in life we just as we get hit we're putting out that fire you know get hit over here putting out that fire whereas a better way to live would be to live prepared to live in a constant state of readiness for all things then if you get hit <laughs> you know I mean you're already loaded so to speak you're already full of the spirit full of the word and you know how we've probably all done this but so many people in our world when things go bad they go to church and what do we do well we accept them with open arms and we want to help but let's not let let's not let that be the habit of our lives things are really going tough so I'm going to start getting into church more you know if you'd already been there or I'm going to start getting in the word now I'm going to start getting in prayer more I'm going to start fixing up my spiritual life well again do it but don't let that perpetuate live prayed up live with the word deposited in your heart so when that the, the challenges come the attacks come it just affects you different than it does other people do we realize that's true the same exact attack hits two separate people one of them it barely phases them they're just whew, they didn't enjoy that but man they're back they overcome they're quick to respond. Others, they're gone. They're out for a month. I mean, it is a major ordeal. 
And someone thinks, well, people just don't go through what I go through. Baloney, that's not biblical. Hmm. The enemy hits everyone with things that are common to man. Common. It's common. Right? I mean, think about a sickness. I'm thinking about the common cold. Some people get the common cold and they are sick for a week and a half or two weeks. They've got it. Others, it might affect them for two days. What's the deal? One person is in better shape to deal with it, whether you're talking naturally or I primarily am talking about faith when I deal with those things. But where are you at? Don't take this as condemnation. Take it as, I'm going to build myself up. I'm going to put the tools, get the tools necessary so that whenever something comes against me, I'm not going to be run over by it. I'm going I'm to bounce back quick and be, and be ready, be prepared. That's why, that's why God can do so much more with a person who takes time to prepare. And whenever you get a word, whenever, you, whenever the Lord speaks to you, take that like Noah say alright where's the hammer <laughs> or what's a hammer <laughs> I don't know if he had a hammer but uh, <laughs> they got that thing together somehow but you say hey okay I'm, I'm going to start getting ready well I don't know what to do find a picture for the wall you know <laughs> I mean be led, be led of the spirit if some of you are Bible people I, I, you know let's just look at this and we'll, we'll finish up I don't like people to run across scriptures like this and then be tripped up and thinking oh that contradicts what he was just saying 1st John no 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 not 1st John James James 4 James 4.13 says, Come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance and all such boasting is evil. Say, so making plans for the future isn't a good idea, right? No, this is talking about the proud person, the arrogant person saying, well, I'm just going to go here and do this. I'm going to go here and do this without any consulting of the Lord and His plan and His will for their lives. It's, this verse doesn't override all, all other scriptures that speak about having a plan, that speak about making preparations for success and, 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 and the future. Just as believers, if we don't really know well, we're going to be more generic. I'm still going to plan to prosper because that's God's plan for me. I'm still going to plan to be successful and have health and long life. I'm going to plan for to be here a long time and do great things. And to the degree that I know specifically what I have in my heart that I believe the Lord wants me to do, then I'm going to make plans for that. If not, it's going to be more generic. But you see, this is not saying don't make any preparations just wherever you go. You ever, I don't know if you've ever met people like that. I have a lot where you're, um, you know, you're going to have lunch with someone the next day and, and they'll say, well, I'll see you tomorrow at lunch if the Lord wills. 
and every every plan they make because they read this verse and they're not they're wanting to do it right so they won't say I'll see you on Sunday Lord willing I'll see you on Sunday <laughs> well I think they're taking this too far it's like well the Lord wants you to be here you know <laughs> the Lord's good with you having lunch tomorrow now if he says something different to you make a plan change <laughs> but I'm not going to live so uncertain like well you can never know what it, what it well if the Lord has shown me then I can know and that's humility that's the opposite of pride amen and so we can make plans what kind of plans plans to win plans to succeed plans for uh, victory and success for, for prosperity the plan God has a plan for us he planned so we could plan and that's an act of faith amen Let's move with godly fear like, like Noah did. And make preparations for things to get better, not make preparations for things to get worse. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord.